You're listening to the We Talk Nerd podcast, the podcast about gaming, movies, and everything nerd. I'm your host, Brandon. I'm Andrew. And I'm Rob. Today is Jared's birthday, so he's not here. He's out celebrating, and we just want to wish him a happy birthday. Happy Happy birthday. birthday Uh, So we'll start off this week with talking to Andrew and see what he's been up to. All right, so I haven't really been playing much games, but I've been watching a lot of games because of AGDQ. Awesome games on quick. Mm-hmm. So we'll, we can talk about that later. Um, I only really played, if anything, this this week is some Destiny 2. And I really do enjoy, still really enjoy that game. So and and still raiding. I love raids. That's good. Yeah, that's it for me. For games, at least. <laughs> well, that was short to the point. I know, I know. Very, very to the point. Because we, we're going to talk about it later. We'll talk about that stuff yeah. later. It was a huge surprise. About- Andrew plays yeah. Destiny 2. Hey, hey, hey. No, no surprise. <laughs> How about you, Rob? What have you been up to? I I was hoping to be done before the start of the stream, but sadly I did not quite make it. But I have been uh, campaigning my way through South Park, the Fractured nice. Butthole. Good game. I am, uh, no spoilers, um, but I will tell you I'm towards the end according to the IGN walkthrough. So um, I probably have another two, three hours, and then I'm, then I'm done. Okay. So... Uh, looking forward to what how it wraps up. It's been funny and fun and uh, poignant at a lot of uh, <laughs> a lot of times. Uh, there's some pretty pretty amazing social commentary, like you know, like everything that South Park does. Yeah. So, yeah, uh, amazing game. Um, I'm glad I'm finally getting a chance to sit down and play it. Good game. One of my favorites of uh, this past year. Mm-hmm. Uh, did you ever finish Assassin's Creed? No, that's uh that'll be next on the list. So once next we get on through list. this one, yeah. I actually finally finished it. Um I'm at ninety one percent completed. Oh wow. Um, but I've done all the main storyline, all the side quests I could find. Uh I've done all but one of the question mark areas because it's bugged and well, I can't complete one of the objectives for some reason. So I might check into that later, see if I can't complete it. But other than that, I've finished everything. I'm not sure what the other nine percent is, but yeah, ninety-one percent is pretty strong for an Assassin's Creed game because there is so much going on. There's a lot in this game. Uh, let's see. Let me see my playtime because it it's I think around sixty hours. It was quite a bit. Um, yeah, I got fifty-one hours in it. So okay, qu- quite a bit of quite a bit of content for an Assassin's Creed game. And if you haven't played this game, I think it's. The best Assassin's Creed game to come out, and probably a good idea of where the uh, series is gonna go. You think in we think in two years every Assassin's Creed? I don't know. See, with this one, they already have two expansions planned, and I'll go. I want to talk about that now. The first one is called Hidden Ones, and it comes out this month. Um, from what they're saying, it's got a brand new region that's not currently in the game, and the regions are pretty large, in my opinion. Um. And it has a quote unquote vast storyline. So it seems pretty healthy. And they're they're upping the level cap to from forty to forty five. And it takes a good I know if you played it, Rob, it takes a good bit to level. Yeah, there's um there's a ton of gameplay in there. And uh one of the unique things about this being the um collection of gear and loot. Um mm-hmm. I'm really curious to see what's gonna be in the new expansion, you know. There I felt like they kind of covered everything that you would find in ancient Egypt, and you know what else is what else is there? Without being too spoilery, 
Uh, I know that this one takes place, of course, after the end of the main storyline and kind of goes more along the lines of the curation of the Assassin Order, which you kind of get to at the very end and don't really get to see much after that. So this is going to build onto that. Um, but yeah, five, five levels is a lot because it took a, at least two or maybe two hours to get from like 39 to 40. So, you know, that's that's a lot for DLC, I think. Of course, they are classifying it as an expansion and not just DLC. So maybe we can expect, you know, a, a good uh, post-game from the first and second expansion, which would be good, I think. It's a, it's a really fun game. Yeah, I hope so. They've done a great job with this one. And, you know, after coming back, after taking some time off, I really think has helped them focus on where the franchise mm-hmm. needs to go because that whole yearly madden type release really wasn't doing it a service because Mm -mm. they none of them felt different all of them felt the same even though they were in very different geographical regions they they weren't unique and the gameplay was kind of just reskinned yeah that's a great way but with but with origins it's like the combat's completely overhauled uh the stealth in my opinion is overhauled um this the whole you can go anywhere at any time is something it doesn't really like you don't really feel that in the other Assassin's Creed game. Sure, it's you know free roam, but you kind of had a uh, a narrative driving you. But in this one, it's you know you can go anywhere at any time, any level. But, I mean, you might get killed at the higher level areas, but it's, it it feels a lot like Witcher. So if you're a big Witcher fan, I still haven't played Assassin's Creed. I would check it out. It's like a like a Witcher light. Yeah, that's a good comparison. Mm-hmm. But uh. Yeah, some some other news since we're already onto that. Uh, PUBG, the devs have uh, hinted at they're they're working on a snow map for their next release. So we have the we have the current two maps, and now they're working on a third. And I think that's good because what what this game really needs is a big variety of maps to play on. Because one map really gets old after a while, in my opinion. Fortnite's doing good in it, though. Yeah, I mean. But of course, Fortnite also hasn't been around as long as PUBG. Yeah, That's right. Think, so yeah, I think PUBG has a couple months a on stale it. with it. I, although I do think they've, you know, the Mexico map isn't that old, and you know, I'm not sure. It's not. Yeah, it's not. You know, of course, this is a paid game, so you're you're wanting to see more out of it than the free to play uh, Fortnite. You know, and I think with this last with the last patch, they really had a huge increase in quality of the game. Well, Speaking so. <laughs> of something that came with the last uh, the last update, you have the replay mode, which they said they are going to they're working on right now. I think it may come out very soon. Is a a function to report cheaters using the replay mode. So if you get killed by a cheater, you can go back, watch how they killed you, and then like I guess record it and report it to um, the devs to get the to get the player banned from the game. Hmm, that's new. It's a nice tool. It really helps a lot because that's what plagues a lot of these uh, battle royale games is uh, people hacking and cheating. But I can so, see though that you can manipulate that if it's if it's internal maybe. in the game. Maybe they can not manipulate it, but you can always manipulate video. I mean, uh, I mean it's, I'm sure it's not just based on video, but because I mean, I think there's a report function in the game currently. Right. But I mean, video evidence will help a lot for, you know, the actual cheaters. 
That's true. So that'd be good. Maybe that'll bring, breathe some life into PUBG because it seems to be kind of not really dying out. But no, hitting its plateau. Too. I don't right think it's going to die, though. It's it's actually no. still more like um, it's just getting less. Uh, maybe maybe it's hit. Yeah, it's hit. It hits a, pl- it's, it's a hit, plateau. It's hit a plateau yeah, right now. Yeah. Exactly. You're right. It's got a good solid player base. Mm-hmm. But I mean, all, there's not a whole lot of people who haven't don't who don't own this game. I mean, the numbers are crazy on the sales. Yeah. So, speaking of sales, uh, right now, if you go to humblebundle.com and uh, subscribe to their humble monthly, and do I guess you know just to do one month, cancel later if you want, but you can get Civ Six with all of its DLC for twelve bucks. And that's a great deal. I think that's the cheapest Civ Six has been since its release. So we're saying I can I can subscribe, cancel it right then and there, and still get that Civ Six. Good to go. I don't know, if, I don't know how I haven't, cause I haven't figured out how to cancel mine yet. I'm working on it, but um, gotcha. Yeah, because I'm a good friend. I got a Civ Six for someone's birthday. Oh, because I also need somebody to play you with. Play with, yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> a little curious motive there. Yep. Yeah, but. Uh, I'm sure it's like Amazon Prime or any of these other things where you subscribe for a month. You, there's a way to cancel it after you get your reward. But that's just the early reward. And then later in the month, they're going to... I think this is for February, so you might have to wait till February to get the rest of the rewards. But it unlocks a new tier of rewards, and you get more games. So that's just the base layer. So 12 bucks, Civ 6 plus some little little other goodies coming along later. It's not a bad deal. They're still doing the other Humble Bundles, right? Yeah. Okay. That was the cause they've they've done this for I think at least over a year now where they've had a monthly subscription based thing where they give games away. Okay. I know last month they had like The Long Dark, uh War uh Dawn of War or something like that. Um and some other a lot of other indie games. I know they've given out Tomb Raider, the the one and two at some point. But uh it's 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 interesting. And you also get an access to like a like a library of games for free. You know they're not big titles; they're a little older, but you know it's a it's a library of games you get to play for free while you're subscribed. So it's not bad. Yeah, and either way you slice it, twelve dollars for Civ Six and all the DLC that's that's amazing. So that's an, I, I personally think it's an amazing deal. Yeah, so I mean, even if you don't stick with it, it's still I mean, and and you. You know, you constantly get the new game, so maybe it is something that you kind of pick it each time and you know see which one mm-hmm. really really you know hits you. But yeah, Civ Six that's a that's a strong one. Start off the new year. Oh yeah, oh yeah. And uh, speaking of that, we got a little bit more news on uh, the new uh, expansion and another new Civ. We've talked about this a little bit. Is going to be Georgia. Oh, so. the, but they just lost to Alabama. <laughs> oh no. no. Oh, no. oh, all right. Uh, streams, o- streams, <laughs> streams over. Podcasts over. Uh, we'll see you guys next time. I just don't know how Ooh. you build an entire civilization around a university. No, no. I see what you did there. I see what you're doing here. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, so there's that. Um, moving on, we have uh, some exciting VR news. We're getting wireless VR with the v- with the Vive Pro. Oh, that's that's really cool. Uh, there's no release on it yet, but um, yeah, it's wireless. It's going to have a 78% increase over the current resolution on the Vive. 
which that's a huge increase. Yeah, I wonder what the screen door effect will be reduced to, because that's really the big complaint right now is that it kind of looks like you're looking through the screen door because the resolution is mm-hmm. so low and that you can see. I know, that's really bad the on the PlayStation. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. Yeah, I mean, there's a huge quality drop off when you play it. I'm, I'm not sure how it is on the Vive because Vive is one of the more uh, premium VR products. Mm-hmm. And even out, being so. a premium one, you still have the screen door effect. It's mm-hmm. still still very much there. So I'm I'm looking forward to this. I mean, a 78 percent increase in resolution. You're going to need a pretty beastly machine to be able to run. Oh, at that oh, resolution yeah. and at and the, and the 90 <laughs> FPS and a lot of cheddar. So oh, that's going yeah. to be an expensive piece of uh, expensive piece of equipment. Well, we'll see. Screens aren't that expensive nowadays. I mean, you look no, at your... but I mean, wasn't the original Vive eight hundred bucks when it came out? Yeah, it was expensive, but it was yeah. also, you know, it was it was also kind of uh, looking yeah. into establishing the market. So this you... is also the pro version. So I know they're cheaper now, but this one will be a premium of their regular headset. I'm sure. Mm-hmm. Well, Wait, didn't we talk that's... about this though? I, I think you saw you talked about some wireless dongle like for others a while back, and now it's it's coming out. Yeah, it's official now. Yeah, yeah, it's official. Well, um, the one that he's referring to was an add-on for the existing setups, and this one will be a full-blown wireless. Yeah, this will be a full first-party, right. brand-new headset. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. The yeah. other one you got to yeah. tuck the cables into, and you know, set up an adapter on your computer, and then yeah, and know, that the that adapter for the Vive is coming out in the third quarter of this year. Yeah, so, so we're still a ways off. Release on yet? So, Rob, you're What's saying you're looking forward to this? Uh, yeah, well, I mean, the increase in resolution, yeah, um, I would like to, you know, I, I certainly will try to compare it and see what it looks like. Um, okay, so you're selling your old one? <laughs> potentially. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll, uh... see, we'll see how that goes. Um, but it is, I mean, obviously, I don't think I need two VR systems, so. Um, one yeah. for each eye, I don't know. Yeah, but to have <laughs> to have the wireless capability on a VR headset. Mm-hmm. That I mean, that's crazy. I mean, because now you got full movement, full movement. Because before you're kind of limited to like a sort of like 180. Sometimes you get a little bit more than that. But you know, you get tangled up in wires. You're ain't no fun. Yeah, you kind of gotta do a a a trick with your foot where you're kind of kicking the the cable away when you're backing up and everything. I've heard of uh, like running it on the ceiling and dropping it down to your head, that kind of thing. Yeah, Uh, you you pretty much have to have a room dedicated for that. But yeah. One thing I will mention that we hadn't uh, talked about with this one is it is going to be doing the positional 3D sound. Mm-hmm. So that will be reacting to where you move your head as well. So being oh, able, wow. right now it just plays in stereo. So whatever right. the game is playing, it will will do it in stereo, but it's not positional. And that's what mm. was bringing is positional 3D audio, which will be well, it'll just help make the immersiveness even more. Yeah, it'll have active noise cancelization. So you know. <laughs> just in case someone's yelling at you, you're not going to know it. So try not to get murdered while playing in your new wireless Vive Pro. The next step to the Matrix, gentlemen. Yeah. Right. Or the Ready Player One. Ready Player yeah. One. Right. Yeah. The Oasis. The Oasis. So, yeah, excited about that. I won't have the money for that anytime soon. That'll be a uh, couple years down the road. I just now got to. PlayStation VR, so I'm not quite ready for the premium experience. Uh, some more news. Total War Three Kingdoms was announced. Um, 
It is the first game to be set, the first uh, Total War game to be set in China. And uh, if you know what those are, those are a uh, uh, an RTS. It's like four times, sort of like Civ, but more combat based. But uh, it'll be set in 190 CE, and it'll focus on trying to unite China under one banner. I like the Dynasty Warriors. I'll stick with those. Those have great story, uh, amazing is, action. This is supposed to be where that's set, <laughs> but on a uh, strategy game. Yeah. Instead yeah. of your Dynasty Warrior like slashing through millions of little people on the ground, it's going to be top-down tactical. Right. Like I haven't gotten into it, but I was interested in looking into the Total War Warhammer series that they put out. I played the first one. I had the first one. It's really fun. Got good but, ratings from what I remember. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, it's like with all the DLC, it looks like an investment. Because mm. I haven't, I haven't bought the DLC, but there's like a million DLC. Well, the physical game of Warhammer is has real life, real money DLC. Yeah, yeah, yeah. with uh, with you know, tons of armies and customizations, and you're painting them all. So, you know, whatever it costs to to add these things, um, will probably be pretty minor compared to the real money this is, spend on this the, is true on the mini but interesting enough you know the second one came out last year after the first one came out the year before so they're like a yearly release mm-hmm. um the third one's coming out i think this year but after the third one comes out i think if you have all three games and all the dlc it like combines it all into one map so like one giant map that plays that spans across all three games with all the um uh, factions that you've purchased with DLC. It's supposed to be like one huge epic campaign you're you're supposed to be able to play. That's cool. But then again, it's I'll a be huge checking investment. to see. Yeah, I'll be checking to see what uh, you know what reviews look like on that, and you know see see how people respond because that sounds like more gaming than I have time for. <laughs> it really it really does. But it does sound cool. But the first one is really fun. So if you if you like Civ type games and um, more in-depth combat instead of like click this unit, go fight this guy. You have to actually like move, you know, command the units on where to go on the battlefield, that kind of thing. It's really fun. And if you like bad dialogue and just endless action, pick up Dynasty Warriors Nine. I think that's coming out soon. <laughs> <laughs> um, the Overwatch League is about to start, and uh, I think Blizzard just came to a deal with Twitch, and the first two seasons of the league will be on Twitch exclusively. That's pretty and, cute. Uh, Rip Mixer. Yeah, that's really big. Um, yeah, who knows what's going to go after that? But I know that they're going to have like a their own uh interact. Like I don't know how to explain. It. It's like a system. They've built their own system to be like you can interact with stuff as you're watching. Yeah, you know, like, I'm sure there'll be like a scoreboard and all that other good mm-hmm. stuff. But they're going all out on this. Like they're wanting it to be the premium esports league. You know, up there next to the NBA and the NFL and MLB. But for video games, yeah, well, they're taking it real serious. They uh, every they team has their own uh, uniform, so mm-hmm. they all have their own unique skins for their team. Mm-hmm. Um, they it, a lot of the owners, if you take a look at the owners of the teams, they're te- they're people that own, you know, NFL franchises, and uh, mm-hmm. you know, Mark Cuban's I think in on it in some form or fashion. So yeah, it's uh, there, there's a lot of money going. It on is this thing. It's they're serious about it. They really want this to be. Uh, I guess not. It's not really the start, but this is kind of like, okay, esports is a serious deal. You know, that kind of thing. 
They also hired John Madden for commentary. I think that was a bold move, to be honest. <laughs> That'd be, be amazing. Insert that would be insert best John Madden uh, commentary impression here. Uh, yeah. yeah, I don't want to. No, do all that. But uh, there, you know, besides it being on Twitch, all the games are going to be played live at the Blizzard Arena, where they, you know, where they had the uh, BlizzCon, and you can buy tickets and go to the arena and watch every match they have this year. The Blizzard Arena. That sounds amazing. Yeah, yep. that's where they, you know, that's where they hosted the championships this year. So, oh, maybe you want to go watch the games. Head out to LA and check it out. Yeah, it's the future. It's the future. That's uh, you know, the whole concept of, you know, appointment TV or watching a show that comes on at a certain time is is completely in the past. You know, kids nowadays are growing up with a tablet that can play pretty much anything on demand and whenever they're mm-hmm. looking for it. So, yeah, I don't, I don't see, I just see this growing bigger and bigger and becoming, you know, more and more mainstream. As much mm-hmm. as people made fun of it a couple of years ago, it's, it's taken over. Well, I mean, we've already had uh, the NFLs on Amazon Prime. Um, the commissioner for the NBA has already said that he wants a more Twitch-like experience for NBA games. So, I don't know, maybe we'll see, maybe we'll see all this stuff bleed over into, uh, you know, physical sports and see how you know see how that affects other aspects of the sports community. I would love to see a Twitch chat on any NFL game and or basketball game. I, I could not handle a Twitch chat for Monday night's uh, college I, game. I would love to I see would, it. Love oh, to see oh, it. oh, oh, Pog champs, oh. Kappas, Kappas everywhere. I would be the pillar of salt. So much the salt. The pillar of anyway. entertainment. <laughs> <laughs> um, last little bit for me, but uh, uh, Razer's coming out with speakers now, if they've already didn't have a corner of every single PC peripheral there is. They're coming out with uh, table like uh, desktop speakers, not headphones, but hmm. actual speakers. And of course... They're Chroma edition, so they light up and do all those fancy Razer things that everybody loves. As I look down at my Razer mouse and keyboard, I think I joked about this before, but I just want to see a full blown Razer experience, like desk and like where every every peripherals there, right? And then just a gamer just sitting down at it as if like holding his thumbs up. Razer's the best, you know. With with that, uh, the Chroma will now work with hue lighting, the Philips hue light bulbs that you some people may have if they like to spend a little extra money on light bulbs that can change colors. So you can sync all that up with your keyboard, your mouse, your speakers, your headset. Uh, I think they have, uh, you know, the mouse pads. Um, now you sync it up to your bedroom or, you know, office lights, and your whole entire room <laughs> will be synced oh, up <laughs> in color. Wow. Okay. That's a lot of fun, though. I, I've got some of those... Uh those home automation things going and what's yeah. nice is I like being able to throw on the different colored lights for like different times. But one mm-hmm. thing that I have set up is uh, whenever there's a score by the team I'm, I'm watching, it'll actually start flashing the lights when they score. That's uh, cool. With the color of the team. So that's cool. But they're not razor though. They're not razor now. Okay. But just checking. It's out there. <laughs> they have the technology. Do, do, do you use the heel lighting or do you have another I use a lighting light source. But basically, it's all driven from Alexa, which 
you know, Hue and, and LifeX and all that all integrates with Google Home and Alexa mm. anyway, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've invested in the, the Google, so I'm going to go with Google instead of Alexa. But, yeah. So, I mean, if you're into that, there's that, so that's cool. But, uh, yeah, that's all I thought. Well, I see you guys have some things written down here if you guys want to take it away. Some quick news. Uh, Nintendo, the Switch. We keep talking about the Switch almost every week. But this time, it's pretty big news. So yet, within 10 months, Nintendo Switch has become the fastest-selling video game system of all time in the United States. That is a tweet. It's pretty impressive. As a tweet from Nintendo of America. And that I guess those those numbers, meaning in 10 months, out of all the systems, of course, PS4 was even the biggest one previously uh, sold the most. But now, Nintendo Switch has. And that that that's number one. They met their their need, right? Of like, I think they they stated they were going to push out more um more consoles this this past uh, holiday season, and they did obviously because it sold a whole bunch. Uh, and of course, Nintendo is has created something something amazing here again. Uh, from from the Wii, uh, they skipped the Wii U. That generation's gone, but now <laughs> but now they they've definitely created something here for portable gaming. People were skeptical at first with the uh, the, the low graphics, like, not, not as strong graphics as a PS4 and Xbox One, but this this is obviously a testament to their successes here. So I, th- I think the big selling point is the portability. Of course, yeah. You can play these AAA games anywhere. But let's not forget the two best-selling, three best-selling games, I think. And this is another statistic. I didn't put it on on the notes, but... The three best-selling games uh, on Amazon were uh, was number one Mario, number two mm-hmm. Mario Kart Eight, and number mm-hmm. three Zelda. Yeah, I mean you got two Game of the Year contenders in there. Absolutely. So that the games that sell sell the system as well. Yeah, I mean, I guess I mean Nintendo has just shown that the Wii U may have sucked, but they got it. They got it right with the Switch. They experimented with the Wii. I think the it was a gateway, like that. That it, it really was because yeah. if, if you had a Wii U, you knew exactly where they were sort of going with that tablet. The system. control, the Wii U controller, is basically a primitive Switch. Yeah. Yep. So nice. Good on good on Nintendo. Good, good on up. Nintendo. I wonder how it's. I wonder uh, the like what the statistic is in Japan for like you know the best fastest selling console. I don't know. Probably, I think it's I the would, Switch. I would think so. Nice switch. Yeah. We'll have to look I that mean, up later. I'll have to look that up. I wonder, yeah. I mean, it's only a matter of time before, I, in my opinion, it's probably going to outsell the PS2. This is a bold statement. No comment on that from everybody else. But I think it'll outsell the PS2. I don't, I, I don't know the statistic. So I, I, would, I would assume too. Because, I mean, if you think about it, every... I, I, it's it's just gonna become more popular. So right now it's the snowball mm-hmm. effect of just now everyone's seeing it. Now everyone can like bring it around and they can show it to people because I've been showing it to my family too. And they're like, oh, that's pretty amazing. Next the next uh, year, of course, they're probably gonna have a new model or new Joy Cons colors and yeah. more games. And then of course it's just gonna get bigger and bigger. Is it still? I don't know. Is it still hard to get as it was no. earlier? Or is it kind of for me down no. now? I think I can get. Yeah, I think you, you can see them out there okay that's so not you, you can order it on the usual places yep that's good uh just to add on to the nintendo switch thing before we move on uh 
there was a like a like a screen not really a screenshot but a picture of a uh, switch that had a system update on it that showed apps like netflix uh hulu's already on there but it's like netflix hulu amazon prime youtube all the video streaming services um it had background images so like you could change sort of like on the ps4 you can have a uh, or the xbox where you have a background image and a theme so that you know that could be coming pretty soon with a system update it could be or it could be fake yeah, well, having those portable would be nice, but I don't think it'll really take off as a as the device in the living room no. without a remote. No, I mean it's nice. I think I think it personally it'd be nice to have it on there just for convenience, but it's not going to be a selling point for sure. They so. they what they let's let's be honest though, Nintendo. If you get need anything to fix, it's your online system and your communication. Yeah. That's a bit, I think there's a big update for that coming here soon, but it's yeah. going to be a paid service. So Yeah, we hope so, but they that still works. haven't gotten that in order. I mean, it's not out yet, but I mean, they have said they're coming out with a paid online service like Xbox Live and uh, PS Plus. Right. Yeah, and, and you know the way to actually yeah. utilize the online voice chat for the Switch is you have to have a phone. And so bad. Plug in a Y adapter that goes from the phone into the switch really yeah it's it's problematic in a, in a lot of ways so basically you have to run the mm. nintendo app and everything else and i i don't know it, it looks a little cumbersome i, I think they kind of missed the boat on that one they're gonna they have a headset right coming out later with that or something i mean you figure with the xbox i can plug in my headset directly into the controller and hear right. the sound of the game and whoever's chatting with me and if i have a mic talk right back with them and that's no additional adapter needed yep right. I mean, with the Joy-Cons, that's not possible. They'd have to have a new... Because uh, it has the controller, adapter, the controller adapter now that you can put it into, but they'd have to come out with one that has the capability of transmitting voice and sound through it to do the headset like that. Yeah, and it, that gets unreliable as far as who's going to have it. You know, how much was it right. adopted? Can they really count on that to be the you know the driver for it? And truthfully, I don't know if the online game experience is really as necessary for the switch to be popular yeah i mean there's not a whole lot of online play i mean there's arms there's splatoon um but you know there's not a whole lot of third-party multiplayer games like call of duty or battlefield or battlefront or any of the you know the big fps's but maybe maybe if you know it'll maybe it'll come soon so i figure i'll go ahead and uh touch a little bit on the agdq that's running this week. I know we Make talked sure about it last you. week. I've been hyped for it. Um, it's the awesome games done quick. They are. Uh, it's basically a week long, twenty four hour, um, speed run event. And what they do is they're raising uh, you know money for charity um, for the Prevent Cancer Foundation. And I'm having a blast watching them go through and just demolish these old games and and even some newer games with just absolutely amazing completion times like games that I would spend hours and hours on as a kid. I'm seeing people beat them in 10, 15 minutes and just absolutely having like perfect mechanics and, and just being able to get right through it. I'm really envious of the people that can play it well. <laughs> and all the glitches and all the things you learn from them. Uh, I think just, just recently today they did a tutorial on how to speed run on, um, which game was it? Uh, I'll, I'll remember it, but Strider. 
Strider, yeah. That was yeah, great. Yeah. That was pretty cool. That was pretty cool. So they took they took a speedrunner that didn't know the game, but then had a teacher teach him at least the the quick speed run of it uh, with glitches and everything and he did it he did it in like seven minutes <laughs> so <laughs> it's so good and i i've been watching it the whole time uh, i not the whole time but when i can of course they put everything on vod which i'll watch later but i love it so watching just ninja turtles uh, sne on the snes being completely destroyed i i can never play that well me and my brothers played it together and we couldn't do as well as this guy this one guy did getting like a thousand kills and everything and playing Raphael. I never played Raphael, but seeing him play Raphael was like, what? I, I didn't know he was so powerful. And then there was Sonic Adventure race. They had, they had a race between other um, other players who had multiple people racing to finish in time. And the, it's so cool to see the crowd in the background of like, you know, like 200 people. Everyone is yelling the, the bad dialogue in Sonic Adventure's just really getting into it and cheering on the entire uh, entire community um, really makes it like feel feel like it's a really great community. And then one of the most amazing things I've seen this week was there's a reverse boss order Donkey Kong Country run. <laughs> Have you ever seen this? No, that's pretty wild. It it's it's mind blowing because they can manipulate screen transitions like in between like a you know one level and another to warp you into different parts of the world so <laughs> i don't know how they did it like they took a barrel they manipulated this one monster they went to a a door and then now they're in world two section two of this of this uh, specific uh, level and then they just went on from there and then be beat the boss and then they manipulated again to get to wherever they wherever they wanted and then they did all the bosses in reverse order so they they took a game that i played a lot back when completely destroyed it and then they just made fun of it <laughs> so, uh, i just, just i just love this event so much uh, they also did just today it was a blindfold turbo turbo tunnel level in the battletoads ever ever played battletoads anyone play battletoads yeah that thing's impossible it's impossible no, i've never played it but the, of course it's the meme the yeah the turbo tunnel level is impossible like it's impossible for you to just look at the screen and be like it's so fast i i'm i give up i'm gonna rage quit this guy did it blindfolded that's nuts <laughs> i don't know what to say uh everyone like everyone gave him a standing ovation because it deserves a standing ovation that that is absolutely amazing um then i saw today this guy beat dragon warrior like the original dragon warrior in 40 minutes using RNG manipulation where based on specific frames he exploited the like the supposed RNG system behind behind the game and then it's recorded as one of the the largest reductions of time in a speed run so this is just i don't know there's so many events that go on during this whole week uh, they really put on a good show yes there are, there there are some like memes with the AGDQ and everything but they really do uh, a great job yeah, I'm I'm enjoying it. And I've I've got it running at work all day long, so <laughs> I've been uh, keeping tabs. And people have come by and said, you know, what's going on there? And uh, everyone's kind of impressed with the fact that they're able to raise the money that they're at. I think currently they're closing closing in on five hundred thousand. No, they passed it way past it actually. Okay. Yeah, uh, earlier today it was still in the fours, if I remember right. Maybe maybe I looked at it wrong. But either way, it's it's all for a good you know good cause, and it's great that the gaming community can come together and do something like this and. Uh, you know, really get some, get some positivity out there. 
I look forward to it. There's two. They do two events. GDQ does two events every year. I look forward to it every single year. Mm-hmm. Well, speaking of things you can look forward to, uh, the Sea of Thieves closed beta was announced. Uh, it'll be opening up on January 24th and running through the 29th. Ooh. Close beta. I want in on that. Well, you can yeah. pre-order and get in on it. So mm-hmm. the path is open to you. Um, but if they always get you with that, <laughs> exactly. Even if you decide not to, I am going to be in it, and I did pre-order it, and I did pre-order the custom controller with it too. It's just it's too cool looking not to. So I'll be see a thieves out, and um, I'll be reporting during that time frame. So how did you uh, did you do this on the Xbox? So I'm guessing it's a play anywhere title. Yeah, you can play it on the uh, not only on the Xbox but also on Windows 10 systems, and it is cross-play. So. Uh, you can, you know, join up with a uh, a group um, on from either system. So, you know, no limitations there. Did they say what's going to be in the closed beta? No, I think they're going to, you know, let us uh, kind of explore that. I'm hoping to see a little bit more of how the loot system works in terms of uh, what kind of things you can acquire. And I'm really curious to see if they're going to add any more monsters to fight. Uh, the variety of monsters right now is, is fairly limited, uh, but it was also just the closed alpha or the alpha. So, you know, not a whole lot of, you really can't expect to see a finished product there. Yeah, Rob. So picture this, right? You got a bunch of ships. I don't know, 10 ships. They're out, they're out in the sea. Then, you know, the Kraken comes up and the, all the ships have to now fight the Kraken and they get loot out of it. That'd be pretty awesome. How awesome would that be? I'd buy the yeah. game just for that <laughs> world boss. Well, I think we can actually start streaming the beta. So I don't think there's any NDA or any kind of, um, you know, any kind of blockade on what kind of information you can give out. So nice. So that's good. I'll once I've confirmed, <laughs> then I'll be able to, you know, hand out the information from there. But yeah, the the hype is real for this one. So looking forward to it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, it's not overhyped. Well, speaking of things that might be overhyped. <laughs> <laughs> oh nice boy no dislike in. dislike great great transition <laughs> go ahead so the director of destiny 2 um you know extended an olive branch um this week he's going to be uh coming on and and talking to the uh the community um i'm not sure exactly the format or how it's all going to be uh coming out but basically kind of a state of the game and kind of acknowledging that, you know, the outcry is there and they're hearing it and they want to, they want to react to it. And it's, it, they have to, all, all the negative publicity that they have is it's louder than the positivity that's going out there right now. So I think they have to do something to, to be able to kind of bring this back into the fold, but I'm curious to get your input on it, Andrew. And I know he hasn't spoken yet. It won't be till tomorrow, but. Curious what kind of things you'd like to hear from him and, you know, what your perspective is on it. So that same guy, Barrett, he's the game director. He's he's sent out a bunch of tweets already regarding what they've been talking about. And we discussed in, in previous podcasts some things related to the Eververse, some things related to uh, the new faction rallies and Iron Banner, and also some things related to to the prestige rages, raid, raids, sorry, and and the rewards. For, for higher level content. Those are the main pain points of the community right now, right? Because you want you want to be in the game more. You want to feel rewarded 
for a time being spent in the game. And then if you choose to buy stuff, then you also want to feel like you're rewarded for, at least not rewarded, but you're given something of value. I can, I think you, can, you guys can agree with that, right? Yeah, I'm hoping maybe they talk about some, I don't know, maybe more stuff that we can do in the game because it feels like there's not a whole lot to do in the game. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. Uh, for me, it's the experience of playing with playing with the clan, and then of course making new friendships and getting people through their first raid and them experiencing it. That's something that I enjoy that brings me further. But for other players, when they just want to sit down, you know, play the game and get rewarded for their loot or they want something very unique, uh, you know, whether, whether that be like a ship, like in destiny one, where you beat the hard mode, we talked about this before, or you, mm -hmm. you beat Crota and you got something, some suit shader that you can show off that those, those yeah. sort of things bring people into the end game. Sort of like your WoW title. Yeah, a WoW title for it, for instance. Um, mm -hmm. You know, a banner that you can show, those sort of things. So, which I do have that in the prestige modes, but really, Destiny players want loot. They also want that loot previous, where you know you you had a you had a a set like an actual set, and then that that set had specific perks that help you do hard mode and stuff. Which you know they took out completely in D in D two. Didn't like that. Yeah, the, everything feels very generic. Yeah, so they, I think he's going to address those things. He's going. I want to see him address those things, and of course, I want him to address the Eververse and what's going forward with that. Uh, a couple of positive things that we've seen already is that faction, the faction rally, and the Iron Banner is going. They said they're going to have those ships, sparrows, and cosmetics out in the open and not part of the Eververse. That's a good first step. I think that's a good first step. Now they haven't made it like they haven't given us details on how to obtain all those things and how that's going to work, but you can imagine that that's one step forward, uh, and that's 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 telling us that they can change the game to include, uh, you know, those cosmetics, those things that we want outside of the Eververse, which the before in the Dawning was locked to the Eververse. Yeah, well, that that's artificially you know put up there, and and it's understood why. I mean, there's a shelf life for games and. This is their opportunity to kind of take advantage of, maybe not take advantage, but just to benefit. Yeah, benefit from the season and people being a little more, you know, interested in some of the uniqueness of what goes on. But I don't think you have to look past Overwatch to see a game that really gets it as far as what the loot boxes and the cosmetics look like. So hopefully they'll align a little bit closer to that. But yeah, I think Overwatch is probably the shining example of loot boxes and how. Mm -hmm. It should be done. But I like to put it this way, though. Without even without the loot boxes, let's say tests never existed in Destiny okay. Two. Okay? okay, just take it out of your mind. Now, if they brought something in, that's just that's just free loot that you play. Like you you play and you get the free loot, right? So, mm -hmm. for instance, right now, if they if they didn't have tests uh, tests, then you'd just be playing the game, uh, going through the raids, getting loots, and those that's the loot that you get. Fine, but now since Tess is there, people are like, oh, uh, I, I expect a bright Ingram to give me something because I leveled up, I earned this. Uh, now I'm upset that I don't have the thing, and now I want to go back to Tess and get everything in it. But wait, look, it's locked behind the pay gate. You know that that sort of thing makes me feel like people are how how do I say this? Like. <laughs> 
not I did, I not thankful like for for that. You know, like it's Bungie yeah. almost gave gave you this bright engram like system because they they appreciate you, but then again they they take it the other way and they, they put stuff the good stuff behind the pay gate. That's the disrespectful part of it. And then when you pay it, you're just like you're not getting that much out of it. Um, that sort you know, of like thing. You're kind of alluding to without without the Eververse, it, it would lack a lot of. Re, like a lot of meaning to play like you lose a lot of that uh the motivation drive yeah yeah you really don't have that but with it's not when you're not able to acquire those new shaders without going through and doing the the eververse grind um, and i see yeah one thing i noticed though and, and i sent you a link on it um there was a story where um i think polygon had put it out but they're essentially investigating you know why are people so salty about destiny 2 loot boxes and not other games loot boxes and it really came down to just they're not really implemented like they should be. And and when I mean like they should be, it's an expensive proposition. I think they've valued the Eververse uh, engrams at around a dollar thirty-eight, somewhere in that range. And that's a little bit on the high side for most most games. And it's kind of I don't it's there's not a like an alternative to doing all this stuff. Like you have to go through that system to get these things. There's not like a where you can go off and do this instead to grind things out. Right. This is the only way to grind things out is through this one system. Yeah, and people really don't value the legendary drops in there. Most people are farming and hunting for the exotic, you know, shaders right. or the, you know, the sparrows or whatever else. So as soon as you get an exotic ship or an exotic sparrow, all the legendary ones you've gotten probably aren't going to see much use. Yeah. I still like my sweep emote a lot. Well, sure. It's really, yeah, really good. I would say <laughs> kind of uh, you take things a little bit more to heart when it comes to Destiny, and you are looking at some of those variety, but it's a status, right? So I think most people are wanting to say, "Hey, look at this cool exotic I have." And okay, so going back to what they're going to, I, at least here's what I'm going to predict they're going to say first. There, there's no stream as far as I know. They're not going to surprise you with a stream, so don't. I wouldn't expect that. But I would expect is either a this week at Bungie or there's going to be a, a separate section for developer talk and, of course, Barrett discussing these issues, which I'm not going to I don't I don't like to see that. I would like the TWAB to be something to something different than the developer notes, which they, which they have provided before regarding some big issues that happened previously with the, um, the Curse of Osiris expansion and that whole debacle of locking people out. They actually had a separate post regarding that. I'm going to I'm going to predict that they're going to have that as well. But we'll see. I hope I hope they have one separate article for, you know, just just developer notes and one separate article just for the TWAB where it's more it's more community based. Here's what's happening at Spongy this Faction morality is coming up. Here are the dates. That sort of thing. Here's a calendar. Whereas the other one is like very serious, and the, the developers addressing the community saying, "These are the changes that we're going to make. Here are our, you know, here are the here's the timeline and what you can expect." If we don't get that tomorrow, it's, <laughs> or tomorrow meaning like for the future people that are listening to it, which would be Thursday, which is usually it comes out before the, the, this week at Bungie. If it doesn't come out tomorrow, then people are going to be really upset. Because uh, the Reddit and everything is kind of everyone's sort of expecting something soon, very soon. Well, it's kind of like a the the um, the player base is in a state of emergency. You know, they want 
Like they're they're wanting something. Well, I'm sure there's pressure from the publisher to, you know, hey, all this negative publicity, we want to sell this game, you know. They, they have yeah. the investment. They want to be able to recoup their, their money. And with the negativity, they have to realize, okay, well, we've got to do something to put a positive spin on this. And, and maybe tomorrow is the, uh, you know, the new start. So let's, let's see what happens. But I think, I think pretending everything is all right is probably not the right way for them to no have approached out. it. And I think it's good that they're, you know, kind of taking it serious and going from there. So, so well, next week we'll have more news about either they messed up completely or they they're really <laughs> changing. So we'll 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 see. We'll Podcast see. title: Look forward to the Bungie Blewett. next Destiny show. <laughs> well, let's uh, let's move on to some other news. So, um, there's kind of a stigma about onboard graphics cards, and you know they're underpowered and it's very difficult to play any kind of uh, newer games on them. Um, but Intel's looking to change that uh, with the new announcement they had this week about the KB Lake Intel processors are going to be bundled with a uh, Radeon chips. And what they're comparing it to is essentially an Intel i7700, which is you know a pretty popular processor, especially for, you know, you see a lot of streamers have it, uh, paired up with a 1050 GTX. So I would say a low to mid-level um, graphics, you know, discrete graphics card. And they're looking to have this on just one chip. It's pretty amazing if they can do that, but the the VRAM is going to be interesting, right? Yeah, well, they're, they're going to have that included on. I think they said it was going to be in the 2 gigabyte range, so you're not looking at cutting That's even graphics. lower than, than the, the 1050 I was thinking of. Yeah, it's four also, gigs, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think. Well, they vary anywhere from like two to two. To oh, four, okay. But I yes. think if you looked at the the average gaming computer on Steam right now, and they actually did put it out, is that most people have about two gigs of video RAM. So um, there's going to be some more information as it comes up, but I think it's exciting for a lot of people, especially maybe people on a budget, looking at the processors and saying I can get an all-in-one type of solution. So this may make a make it a little bit easier for uh, some systems to be able to be low cost and also play gaming, you know, somewhat decently. Yeah, I I'd like to see that turn into maybe a standard, right? Mm-hmm. Rather than like buying this huge huge system with, you know, the the huge graphics card with the with your case, you can just have that one chip. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm most maybe interested little... in maybe a tablet that has this, you know, this chipset and being able to you know, have some quality gaming on the go um, outside of, you know, consoles. Which is basically like the Switch, right? I mean, the Switch is sort of like that, yeah. 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 Switch PC edition. (laughs) Well, I think they see the future. That's where they're going to have to be able to compete. They got to be able to get in a small form factor and be able to have good uh, kind of an untapped market. Yeah, I don't know. Razer's got their... Their their gaming phone, remember? But does it do well? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it's, it's, we haven't heard anything about no... it yet. So <laughs> anything good or bad? I don't think it's a gaming phone. I think it's just a phone. Okay. That you know has the Razer logo and it probably glows. Yeah, right. It, it's got some RG, <laughs> RGB going on. It, it's it got hooks to. up to your Hue light system. <laughs> got to. It's got. To. So maybe a little bit more serious note. Um, my day was kind of ruined yesterday um, as I was, you know, putting together some 
some stories for today. Uh, when I was on Twitter and, and saw that uh, Lyric, a uh, popular Twitch streamer, announced that he wanted to take some time to step aside from streaming and was looking to, uh, would not be on not only that day, but wasn't sure when or if he would even be back. Um, Any reason? Well, he he did kind of give some information is that he was tired of being a meme and he was having some concerns. The way I took it is that he was a little unsure or maybe, you know, not quite convinced of his creativity actually coming across uh, his, the quote that is kind of out there right now is that he doesn't understand why people even watch him, which, you know, the, who knows what's actually going on in his head, but that's uh that can be a pretty sour thing to have to, you know, contemplate. So his brand, basically, he's unsure about his brand, his goals. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, I Which find really yeah. extremely enjoyable to watch. So I was, again, like I said, I was pretty shattered. Uh, he did announce today, though, that uh, he's probably only going to be taking about a week off. But that could be a start of something like it, it could, could send a message too to yeah. to his audience being like, I'm serious about this. Right. And I thought I'd, you know, I know, Andrew, I know you stream and, um, and Brandon, you got you stream as well. And I thought maybe I'd bring up just a quick discussion of uh, streamer burnout. You know, how real is this? And, and, you know, what's the, what is your guys experience with it? Do you want to step in there, Brandon, or? Well, I haven't really gone into the, I've only done maybe, I could count on my hand how many times I've streamed, uh, but I think that's more I'm lacking on the uh, the technology side of that. But uh, yeah, Andrew, this is probably more yeah. more for you to talk about. Yeah, I've streamed a lot. I actually took, and I'm not sure if anyone know this knew this, but I took basically a, a good two month period of streaming every night to experiment of like just growth branding. You know, if I put a lot of hard work into it, what kind of growth am I going to get? Right. Um, I took it. I took it very seriously. I took it seriously enough to say, like, I'm gonna do some overlays. I'm gonna make sure that I have a schedule. I'm gonna make sure that I have quality content. I'm gonna check, uh, pre-check, check again all my sound and my video, that sort of thing, to make it a good quality show. Uh, and and that that puts a lot of putting a lot of effort into it, putting a lot of time into it. Uh, it you you kind of get almost obsessed if you if you see like growth. Does that makes sense. Like you're seeing all your hard work and effort. Uh, grow and so you see viewers coming in giving you feedback you know you, you see really good interaction you're playing a video game at the same time uh, you're creating a brand creating a community uh, so that that was that was fun a while back and I streamed every, almost every day just experiment but streamer burnout is a thing because uh, I it took some time like I said and then after some time I didn't didn't see much growth so I'm putting a lot of time into it I didn't see much growth uh it gives you gives you a sense of of perspective and like like there's a lot of streamers out there as you know it the the whole the whole entire twitch community and now mixer and youtube there's a lot of people out there so getting your brand out there it takes a lot of work like it takes a lot of work now then lyrics perspective he's already big he's been there since the beginning right rob like yeah he's been there since 2012 yeah, so he's really the early adopter, which you can you can attest to like that's some of his success there, uh, being an early adopter and then continuing his brand, um, that sort of thing. But for people now getting into it, it's hard. It's really really hard. Like, how do you stand out? 
how do you stand out in the world of I don't know how many streamers are out there every night or how how do you how do you create a brand how do you create a community that sort of thing um so yeah going back to streamer burnout um I burnt out pretty hard because I really didn't see too much growth for the time that I put into it uh I would say that for a streamer now uh to be at least six like semi successful or at least gets you in a gets you in a space where you can be a little bit successful is you have to stream like over eight hours a day. You have to make sure that you, you put on a good show. You you have some kind of either you're funny, you're a pro player, you're, you know, you have some kind of gimmick. <laughs> like there's a lot of gimmick streams out there. A lot of event streams out there. You're, you're, you're going with the times. Uh, you're like a hype, hype factor of, of specific games. You're following the larger streamers and where they're going. Um, and then, of course, like a lot of streamers today, I've I've watched them too. I'm sure you can you can attest to this. Rob is luck. Like you got to have luck to make it big. I agree. Yeah, you you know you look at the rise of Doctor Disrespect over the last year, and a lot of that was him just picking up and running with PUBG as it was gaining momentum. You know, there was this goofy looking guy on the front page of the Twitter feed or the Twitch feed, and you'd say, "Well, who who's this guy?" and then you watch him for a little while, maybe he grows on you, maybe he doesn't. But after a while, you know, that's all anyone talked about, you know, Mm. disrespect on PUBG. Yep. 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 And there's just more, more things nowadays is you see a lot of, uh, I mean, it like, I I like to knowing, knowing this, knowing stream streaming and uh, it's, it's like Twitch is like a high school. (laughs) I put it this way. Twitch is like a high school. You either have to be popular amongst the popular kids, like the the big the big names. If you if you can get into that network, you're pretty much set. You can grow, right? Uh, if you're if you're if you do some kind of crazy thing to get you noticed, that'll get you noticed, right? But you also could you know set yourself up for failure for the rest of your Twitch career, that sort of thing, right? And then um. Just like being out there, like constantly, like just showing yourself and being, being popular, that, that sort of thing is just being out there for 10, 10 hours a day, making sure you're 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 streaming. That sort of thing just gets you get you noticed. Um, yeah, th- so there's definitely a burnout, and I I I I'm, I want to get back into it, but I'm going to be doing it more casually. I have to enjoy it, right? As a streamer, if you see your brand like like lyric, I'm sure he's saying. If he's not enjoying it right now, uh, then why stream? If you're if you're not enjoying your your profession or you're not enjoying your hobby, which is my hobby, then I shouldn't be streaming. I should be giving my best and uh, enjoying it so that my community and my uh, my audience sees the best in me. Does that make sense? Yeah, well said. I think so. Well, I appreciate that insight on it because when I heard he was stepping away, you know, the first reaction is. Well, he doesn't have a really tough job. He gets to play video games for a living. But when you really look down at everything that's going on around him, you know, you got to have a pretty thick skin because Twitch chat can be pretty relentless. You know, you can uh, you can get your feelings hurt pretty quick if you read it and take it to heart. So, oh, yeah, yeah I appreciate yeah. the insight on it. Just uh, moving forward a little bit, we are cutting c- c- close to on time here, so we probably won't do twenty questions this week. But um, I want to do some 
miss some movie news. Um, the Black Panther movie tickets went on uh, pre-sale, and they currently they're the well, man. Of course, they're going to be that, but uh, they are the highest selling, uh, for, you know, pre-purchase tickets in for any uh, Marvel Cinematic Universe movie so far. Well, that's pretty huge. So that's pretty. It's a pretty popular movie, yeah, and it looks and, good I mean, too. I don't think it's been marketed as big as some of the other ones have. Oh man, it's been. I mean, I would say since uh, I've never seen the previous for it before Thor. So that's been at least four or five months now. So they, I, th- I feel like they've given it a lot of, uh, you know, a lot of um, promotion. Um, maybe not so much on TV, but definitely trailers before. But regardless, I think it looks good. I can't wait to see yeah, it. Yeah, it's good. It may be maybe one of the best ones they've come out with yet. It's hopefully it'll be a little original. I'm sure it will be. Yeah. And then, of course, yeah. I think when Infinity War comes out, I think that'll be the best, like the highest pre-ticket sales. Oh, it it'll definitely do. It'll probably definitely beat that record. Yeah, just for the you know mm-hmm. it being that. But we we'll also hope that would be the best. Yeah. Too. And Black Panther is a big part of that too. Whenever you see the trailer yep. for you know Infinity War, you see Black Panther at the front, right next you know shoulder to shoulder with Captain America. So it doesn't mm-hmm. get much bigger than that in the you know mm-hmm. Marvel Cinematic. Yeah, this is this, uh you know this is the last big piece of the cog that goes into the Infinity War, the last big player. So. Sticking with some uh, Marvel news, uh, there's a little bit of uh, talking going on. It looks like they're maybe looking for a writer for a Black Widow movie. Uh, it's, it's it's about time. I mean, they've talked about it for a while. Um, you know, nothing nothing official, but we might see might see a movie with her. And I mean, I feel like, of course, Hawkeye might be attached to that as well. Yeah, that would make sense. A good uh, kind of a buddy buddy movie. Mm-hmm. Of course, you know none of this is official. This is kind of just talk, but you know we may be seeing hearing an announcement for that pretty soon. Yeah, so, so looking for a writer, but so they have a director, or just like just that's the first step as a writer. I I think the writers, you know, because they have to write up a script and or you know write up the direction of the movie they want to go with. So it's probably their first step. I'm really gotcha. surprised it's taken this long. You know, they see the you know the success of Wonder Woman. They got to be thinking, mm-hmm. hey, we've got kind of the original here. You know, with uh, with Black Widow, so it isn't. It is something the MC, uh, you know, Marvel hasn't done yet. Mm-hmm. And they do so. have other movies with female leads, you know, coming up. You got Captain Marvel, you know, on the. Mm-hmm. So that'll be actually. I think yeah, Black one. Widow's Black Widow's a big, big part of all this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's been just about all the movies. Just about, you know, maybe in minor roles, but she's, you know, Iron Iron Man. Um, all of the Avengers movies, of course, Captain America movies. So it's a character that spreads across the whole universe. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, it's, uh, there's some other uh, Netflix news going on. Uh, they're rebooting Sabrina the Teenage Witch. So if you if you like that show back in the '90s, they're you know redoing that too. Good old Netflix. <laughs> well, I think that's that's good. I mean, it certainly had its. Uh... You know, it's fan base. Um, you know, it's pretty popular from a uh, for that type of show. I think um, mm-hmm. it, one of the things that I thought was pretty unique about Sabrina, and I, I wasn't a you know long time watcher or anything, but it kind of helped shepherd in a lot of these other shows like Buffy and even yeah. Smallville. All kind of came in because of it showed that there there was room for you know, besides comedies and dramas, that there was room for kind of the fantastic 
on TV. So, mm-hmm. you know, you're starting to see a lot, a little bit more of, you know, these shows that would be not necessarily mainstream. Of course, now they would be, but like you would have like your hero movies and hero or hero TV shows. And a lot of that's from these early shows that kind of took some chances. Pioneers. Yeah. Yeah. Now, what's this about a, a Godzilla? Yeah. So, so Godzilla is um, going to be an anime series. Um, on Netflix and it's a, it's going to be coming out in about a week's time. Uh, what caught my eye and, or at least, uh, what, what brought my attention to it was that, um, the voice acting for the lead, uh, heroine is Millie Bobby Brown, who is, we all know as 11 from stranger things. So I think she's a very talented actress and I'm curious. I was curious to see, well, I thought she was going to be in a live action Godzilla movie. And then come to realize, okay, it was actually an anime. But if you watch it, hmm. it's got a really unique vibe. It's set twenty thousand years in the future, and it's it looks pretty um, pretty mature, I'd say. So this isn't you know like a man in a rubber suit type of Godzilla. It looks like they're really you know pulling out all the stops, <laughs> and uh, this could be a serious anime. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, I saw it. I, I you sent me the video. It was all in Japanese and no subtitles. But just just from looking at the the graphics and the actual action, it almost looked like Attack on Titans, except futuristic. Did you get that feel, or did you watch Attack on Titan, Rob? At all? I, I got, I definitely got that vibe. Okay, yeah, because I I got that vibe. But I'm really I'm really curious on how they tell the story of how the, I guess spoilers, but it's in all in the trailer, how the monsters overtake the Earth and the humans. Spoilers. It's not really. It's a, it's in. <laughs> you can see it. Like, I mean, I'm sure that's the, the setting is the that, setting is that there's a there's a space station now, and then basically that you know we're we're out of you know the Earth's overtaken. But I'm not sure if it's just by Godzilla or by all kaiju. But yeah, right? they showed other other monsters, and definitely the kaiju aspect of it. You know, I mean, you see something like Pacific Rim, and you maybe know, this is popular. like the uh, post Pacific Rim universe. Pretty much. Pretty Possibly, post whatever Godzilla is kind of the original. We, we lost. Yeah, God, Godzilla, Godzilla. You know, it's. I think it's gonna be really Godzilla. good. So, yeah. they, did they say anything about uh, how long the series is, or at least the first season, or something, or just? You know, I didn't get that far into it. I was more, um, I was more interested in just the style of it. Yeah, uh, the style looks great. Yeah, it's it's really fast paced. Um, you know, really, you know, really energetic. I'm just, I'm really curious to see what it all looks like. So. As it gets a little bit closer to release date, um, which is just in um, nine days, uh, we can we'll be able to start talking about it. Nice. But in in other uh, TV news, actually reviews, um, the Runaways just wrapped up their first season. Um, the Runaways uh, I spoke on a little bit last week, but for those that don't know, is it's a Marvel super team comprised of uh, teenagers, some with powers, some without. And it's uh, set in Los Angeles. So last time I'd spoke about it, and I've, I'd really only watched maybe an episode or two. Um, but since then, I've binged and you know watched it all and watched the uh, finale. Or the finale was, last so time. was that a show that uh, released weekly? Yes. Uh, they were... So it wasn't like a Netflix series where everything comes out at once. It had a schedule. Yeah, it was very unique in that huh. way because it is a streaming only show. It's only available on Hulu, uh, but they released it every week. So you would have to tune in or, or start watching after I think it was Tuesdays most weeks. 
what I really enjoyed about it was that the people felt very real. And I thought it brought a little bit more of a voice to to these people that are part of a group. It's not all, you know, rah, rah, you know, beat people up. It was more about, you know, surviving or dealing with, you know, societal pressures or or your parents are being jerks to you. <laughs> you know, how, how do you as a super powered individual, you know, handle yourself? Um, so I really enjoyed that aspect of it. Um, I felt like the the season, you know, started off really strong and maybe kind of tapered as it went on. So I was a little disappointed by the ending. But overall, I think it's a really strong series. I'd give it a 7 out of 10. And while that may not sound really great, I think seven's still upper level for most. I mean, that's definitely above average. I would say so. Um, I'm hopeful to see, you know, improvement next year or next season. Um, but it's got some really, you know, cool aspects. And one of the ways that you can watch this and maybe get a little bit more enjoyment out of it is it's kind of a social commentary on kids today dealing with the generation before them. So the generation before them, you know, their parents are telling them, well, we're doing these things because, you know, we love you and we want to protect you. And in the same beat, they're, you know, being, they're punching the kids with like super powered gloves or they're, you know, they're, um, you know, they're doing, they're conspiring to take away their, you know, their ability to kind of fight for themselves and everything. So uh, it's, it's really a unique twist on that kind of interaction. So you could certainly look at it as like coming of age and, you know, generational gap type of issues. Hmm. Hmm. Very cool. Uh, just kind of last thing we'll talk about here, but uh, Bill Nye saves the world season two came out recently and uh, I've been watching through it a little bit. Um, I've, I've liked the show. It's kind of, it's kind of hit or miss. It's um, especially for the first season, but um it's definitely not as good as his previous show, as you know everybody watched when they were younger. But it has some cool topics they talk about. You know, each episode is dedicated to a topic. Mm-hmm. Um, it can be kind of cheesy at times, even though it's supposed to be more for mature audi- uh, audiences. It's kind of got the moments where you're like, okay, I'm skipping this. But uh, overall, I would say it's six out of ten, just purely out of a lot of interesting topics. They don't go too in depth, and that's disappointing in, in my opinion because I want to hear more about this stuff. But it's it's a good way to get introduced to a lot of hot topics going on right now. Yeah, I watched the first season, and I would say it was really uneven, start to mm-hmm. finish. So you would get some some episodes, and you're like, "Oh, this is really incredible and really insightful," and I'm getting a lot of uh, you know, I'm learning a lot from here. And then they would get into a little bit more political aspects of climate change and you know, kind of, uh, they would have people on with alternative mm-hmm. medicine ideas, like, you know, healing with crystals and whatnot, and kind of just ridicule them. Um, it it yeah. seemed a little mean-spirited, but depending upon your beliefs, you know, you might feel a little bit under attack by watching this show. Um, it can be that way sometimes. Yeah, you know, somewhat similar to the Cosmos series that came out um, with... Uh... Neil deGrasse Tyson. Yeah, there we go. I was going to... I was about to say Mike Tyson. That <laughs> <laughs> would be a. I'd, I'd watch that show. I would certainly watch, I'd watch that show. The Cosmos. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. So depending upon your beliefs or maybe what the uh, your 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 views on science, you know, you might feel a little little excluded there. But 
overall, I think it's a good show, and I haven't seen. Uh, I'll, I'll be looking into it. Does this show have the music videos at the very end? I mean, there there was an episode with. I don't know if it was a music video, but they did have a music number that was kind of very very awful. I just remember the like, very cringy Bill yeah. original Bill Nye. But hey, it it got it got the point through with osmosis yeah. or some rap about something random so yeah yeah i think yeah. those were so if you're if you're looking for like a uh kind of just like a light just kind of see what things are going on right now it's it's a good watch you're not going to get too in depth you're not going to learn everything you need to know about a topic but you're going to get the the uh 30 minute bullet point of the stuff so wait brandon you're not going to talk about this awesome point jumanji you're not going to talk about jumanji I haven't seen it yet. Those were Jared. Oh man, I should have scratched that out. Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, I was looking forward to that because <laughs> wait, wait till next week. I have heard though, okay, that it that it is extremely hilarious. Nice, and will and will have you in tears. Hmm. But I have not seen it, so I don't. I don't know. This is all coming from Jared. Cool. So I'll make him talk about it next week. Remember, he liked the Last Jedi too, just like you did. <laughs> Meh. You did too, though, Rob. <laughs> what are you talking about? Yeah, I, I, I'm an apologist. I like The Last Jedi. I'll stick with it. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, that'll be all the time we have this week. So we'll go ahead and start saying our goodbyes. With uh, We'll start with uh, Rob this week. Yeah, thanks for having me on again, guys. Uh, having a lot of fun doing this. Uh, you can catch it. kind of like a regular now. Yeah, so well, we'll, we'll make it official now. Yeah, so you guys are stuck <laughs> with me. Um, and I mean, unless you're like Jared and just miss some days, but you're, you're pretty much a regular. <laughs> yeah, I need to take a sick day next week. <laughs> <laughs> it's your birthday. Well, now that I got benefits, the week, I rolled over week. to full-time employee, so I can uh, start missing work. So <laughs> anyway, I'll um, I'll wrap up real quick. As uh, yeah, you can catch me as uh, Froham on uh, Blizzard apps, I'm playing some uh, some Destiny from time to time. Uh, you can catch me as Fro on Xbox Live. So I am good to go there. Pass it on. Cool, cool, Andrew. Go. We need we need your information on there on the website, Rob, because the website. Everyone should go to for all the information regarding either our podcasts, our clans, which would be Wrath Incarnate, and of course the Guild of the Bad Mama Jamas. And we're, we're, I think we're thinking of going into the the realm of Monster Hunter World soon. That community, so we might be recruiting for that. We're still working on that. We basically we want more community, uh, more RPG like. And then when Borderlands Three comes out, it'll be. That'll be there too. But for information regarding regarding me and my battle tags or anything like that, you can go to pixelpubgaming.com, go to the crew page, and then you have my information there. You have all of our all of our information there. Uh of course the front page you can listen to the latest podcast as well. Um pixelpubgaming.com. Yeah. Go visit it. Cool, cool, cool. As always, I'm A Bop. A B O P. A B O P. Um, yeah, check out the website, like Andrew said, pixelpubgaming.com. You'll find all of the uh, previous episodes of the podcast and the newest episode. Or check out SoundCloud, iTunes, Pocket Casts, all those, all those things. This is coming to you on every front. So share it. Email us at wtnpodcast at yahoo.com. Or hit us up on Discord, because we're all there. Then uh, you let us know how we're doing. Maybe maybe we'll have a uh, maybe we'll have a little area for podcast stuff on the Pixel Pub 
Discord here soon. Yeah, and we'll, maybe we'll love also. We I would love to do like a mailbag. Yeah, that'd be awesome. That'd be cool. Yeah, maybe we need a channel for that. Yeah, or something. I don't know. We'll see. But that's all the time I have this week. So uh, see you guys later. Bye. See ya.